<laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start. No. Let me let me explain why. When when <laughs> uh, three years ago or something, mm-hmm. we got a new TV. Our family, we we bought a new TV, and then we all right. We, this is a 4K TV. Night would be nice to watch Netflix on it. It's a nice TV. So we got Netflix, and then a thing happened which completely made me feel guilty. I start watching a series, and 11 hours later, I find myself still sitting completing the series. Yeah. And after completing the series, one of the things with Netflix is that they never give an ending. No. They always leave us in a hook. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're always waiting for the next one yeah. or even when you start on any series, you just have to. And that's what Netflix wants. Mm-hmm. They want you to spend more and more time with it. So after spending 11 hours watching a series, I thought to myself, damn, I wasted 11 hours. I could have made a video of that thing. Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Why Millbank Podcast Network from Millbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg. Whymillbank.com is our website. If you want to see what comes out of this studio or help support the shows, you can go there, click on the podcast button, and find the donate button. You get to decide the amount of value you get out of the show, and you can turn that into dollars and send it our way so we can continue to have these conversations with people from around the world. Today on the show, Unmesh Dinda, all the way from India. It is nighttime for him, morning for me here in the studio in South Dakota. Pix Imperfect is his YouTube channel. Uh, I started, I found Unmesh back some years ago uh, and have been intrigued by his ability to communicate and to make Photoshop understandable. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I had a blast. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Did you ever intend to reach the amount of people you reach today with YouTube? No. To be honest, (laughs) I just kept on creating content. That's Mm -hmm. all. Unmesh Dinda. Did I say that correct? Yes, it's it's pretty okay. You know, it's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Whatever. You know, it's not. Uh, I've I've been called Unmesh. I've been called Unmesh. Okay, I've what been what's called proper? Unmesh. Uh, it's okay. It's Unmesh. Unmesh. Okay. Well, that's perfect. Unmesh Dinda. Mm. Are you an only child? That's perfect. Yes, I am. Perks of there are perks, <laughs> pros and cons of being an only child. Yeah, pro is that you get everything, and con is you don't have anyone to share it with. So, so when uh, well, I'll I'll get into the other things in a minute. When did you begin, um, tinkering around inside Photoshop? I was about eight, I think. Eight, and my father, yes, eight. <laughs> My father introduced me to it. He was getting into desktop publishing, and he was working as a designer, uh, and he just got into this course where he he was supposed to learn how to use Photoshop, Illustrator, and also 3D applications. So he was between jobs, and he was looking into that space. And we got our family's first computer when I was eight years old, and he introduced me to Photoshop and all of those softwares. 
he uh, didn't sit and teach me. He didn't have to because I was always so curious that, um, you know, I was clicking all the buttons and testing and checking all the menus and see what it does. And sometimes if I wanted to learn something more about a particular thing, I would ask my father. But it was always fun and games doing mm -hmm. different things like changing heads of relatives, you know. <laughs> turning <laughs> relatives into superheroes or turning them into green, red, yeah. pink, and all that kind of stuff, you know, having my uncle's face on my auntie's body. So different fun <laughs> things. And that's how it all started. Um, so what does your dad do now? Is he still in that world or is he do something else? My, uh, my dad has had a job uh, in the chemist, as a chemist, for a very long time, mm. but that was just his job. Uh, his, you cannot say as hobby, he was a, always a freelance artist. He and my mother both are freelance artists. And uh, for the past five years, they, they are just freelance artists, My both my mother and father. So mm. they paint on actual canvas, really? unlike me. <laughs> Can you do that at all? Do you have any Art. I used to, yeah. I used to, but five, six years ago, I lost the patience. It just is a such thing that requires such a massive amount of patience. <laughs> I absolutely respect the people who do that. And, and the biggest thing is there is no undo in that well, kind of art. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> that <laughs> command Z, control Z thing is kind of important for and me. And you're not doing things in layers, so you <laughs> right. cannot go back to a particular layer and change the thing. Right. So... You have to commit with art, with real art, with, with um, tactile art. You have to commit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the politically correct there term to go. put it. Right. Um, when did you move to a, uh, a stylus, a Wacom world? Because I know when I, when I first started seeing you, which has been, oh man, how long have you been on YouTube? Five years. Okay, so it, it's at least three, probably for me, because it was yes early on when you you were still running on I think a pretty slow laptop at the time, and you kept lamenting the fact very that slow. <laughs> yes, your machine very slow, and I kept complaining about it. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, I have to be grateful to people. The first laptop that I had was just I have to do the currency con conversion in my head. It was uh, about three hundred three fifty dollars laptop. And it was a wow. laptop that I bought. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was my first laptop and I felt it was wonderful because it was the only laptop I ever had. Mm -hmm. And my parents got it for me. And it was a great laptop, but it was not enough to do video and photo editing. <clears throat> but I still managed to do it. And even my first videos were done with the webcam of that laptop. Was it really? Was not even the... <laughs> Yes, the screen was not even 1080p. Wow. So one day when I was uh, rendering one of the videos, I just posted a screenshot. The rendering is taking too much time. Mm -hmm. I, on Facebook, I had built a community on Facebook. I posted, it's taking too much time. I really wish I could get the video out for you guys, but I couldn't. So to my surprise, people showed so much love that one of them started a fund and you know wow. everybody donated and that bought that's my cool. first uh, good laptop it was the dell xps 15. that's very cool yeah so so i have I've been always grateful and you know i'm not i don't take credit for everything because it, it's it's the audience that always pushed me to do it well i i was always totally just enthralled with your ability to communicate what you were doing because that really is the challenge in video making and um like tutorials, is figuring out how mm -hmm. to make that your commentary good. 
And that's something that just, I mean, sucked me right to your uh, your channel. And then, holy cow, it's grown. And it's so fun to watch your uh, progression over that. And uh, when did you get on the map of Kelby and those kind of guys? When did they start reaching out? It's an interesting story. I was uh, creating content as usual on YouTube. None of my videos went viral. Uh, even now, not even 1% of my videos go viral. Mm. It's always a steady and slow growth. It might seem like it's it's a fast, but it's not. It's it's been five years, and it's been seven hundred videos. Oh, wow. And those, <laughs> yes, it's not one minute video. All seven hundred videos are either fifteen minutes, some are thirty minutes, some are even mm -hmm. forty minutes. So it's been it's been a slow and steady growth. So I was doing all that, and then um, Shutter Sal Sincara. Have you heard of Sal yeah. Sincara? Mm -hmm from the Shutter magazine. He reached out to me and he said, all right, we are, uh, we, wanted, we want you to write articles, a few articles for the Shutter magazine, some Photoshop tips here and there. And I did that and then he invited me to do <clears throat> um, the Shutter Fest. Yes, oh, it was okay. in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So St. Louis was the first place I went to in the United States. What year? So, yeah, it was, I think three, four years ago. Okay. Uh, three years ago. Um, it definitely before COVID. And then uh, <laughs> everything was before yeah, COVID. <laughs> everything was before. These two years are a blur. Yes. Twenty nineteen for me was the last year. So uh, <laughs> during COVID, uh, before COVID, of course, he invited me. I spoke at Shutterfest. Had a fun time. I had my U.S. visa. So when I returned, uh, and he was the one due to him I got the visa mm -hmm. and when I returned I I was always a fan of Scott Kelby and I was always following him learning from him watching his videos I really uh, when I saw about Photoshop world mm -hmm. when I watched the advertisement about it I always wanted to go it was it, it was like a dream for me to be there all yeah. my favorite Photoshop creators back in the days so uh, you wouldn't believe but I messaged Scott Kelby that, you know, um, and, and this is how it happened. All right, let me first explain. So uh, this is, I'm sorry I'm getting too much into this story, no, this but is this good. is a nice story. So um, I was watching The Grid. Have you heard of The Grid? It's a show that Scott Kelby does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then in The Grid, I just said, hey, Scott, it's nice to be in The Grid with you, uh, in, in The Grid watching you. And I asked a Photoshop question here and there. And he paused and he said, oh, this is Unmesh Ninda. I have watched him on YouTube and so and so. He gave me a very nice shout out. It was the best day of my life. And I took that video clip and I posted that on Facebook. And I sent a friend request to Scott Kelby. And it, to my surprise, the next morning was a wonderful morning. He accepted my friend request. Then a few days later, I messaged Scott Kelby. Hey, Scott, I really want to uh, come to Photoshop World because I genuinely wanted to. Oh, to just and go attend. Yes, yeah, yeah. I really want to mm -hmm. attend. Could you please offer me some discount? That's all. I was a student. Wow. Uh, I was still in my first or second year of college, and I really wanted to go. So he said, um, you can come for free. 
please come. And he gave me the complete discount. Awesome. And a few days later, he even emailed me saying, me and my team were wondering that while you're here, why don't you teach a few classes on Photoshop World and then maybe do a few classes for Kelby One? <laughs> wow. <it> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you go to college for? Uh, Bachelor of Mass Media and Advertising. So that was my degree. Um, and yeah, interestingly, Scott Kelby called. And then when I spoke there, I did get a nice audience and very nice response. Someone from Adobe watched it and they invited me to Adobe Max. So this is how the chain started. Now, Adobe Max, that would have been, would that have been 19? Were you there before uh, then? What was, was the last Adobe Max that <clears throat> went, uh, you know, in person? I think it was 19, wasn't it? Nineteen, yeah, yes, tw twenty was, was yeah, it went yeah. Yes, yeah, so nineteen and twenty, twenty virtually nineteen in person. I was at Adobe Max. Okay, I was there in two thousand fifteen. I just went as an attendee, wow. and it was, it was cool. Here's here's one of the things, and I've told this to some other people that uh -huh. I kind of felt frustrated with. Um, I've learned a lot from some of the people that they have, and I, I mean, I. I credit them for me being where I am with my what I can do in Photoshop and my photography skills because they, if nothing else, they said, hey, look, look, here's something else you can do. And so you go out and start working. And so Joel Grimes is one that I um, mm -hmm. uh, really have learned a lot from and kind of, I mean, I got to meet him and so we're, I mean, we communicate now a little bit, so it's been kind of nice. Um, but I sat in a couple workshops in 2015 with people that I had looked up to and it was weird because the stuff that was being presented was mediocre and and, and it was mm -hmm. disappointing because and some of the steps like I don't know are, are you a keyboard shortcut person or do you go up to file click file drag your mouse down click keyboard shortcut of course yeah so it, so what shocked me is some of these big boys who I mean they're they're clearly phenomenal at what they do. There's no doubt about it. But the the instruction they were giving was so long. I was like, it could have been done 10 minutes ago. Just, you know, three buttons and you're there. So and anyway, it was it was disappointing to me. And I don't know if that's the goal, if their plan was to make it as um, rudimentary as possible, maybe, to keep it really down low so everyone, you know, the, you go to the lowest common denominator. I just figured Adobe Max is designed to be the professionals are there. So, I don't know. I, I, it was disappointing. Then I saw you were going and thought, well, at least they're getting someone who knows how to communicate well. So, I hope that went well. But was, was it pretty cool, that experience? That was, it was a fantastic experience. The thing I do with Adobe Max or any conference that I speak that, usually many speakers, I'm not saying all the speakers, that many speakers, they speak and then they go. Yeah. And there are some speakers who I look up to who do this and I learn from them uh, is that after giving a giving the, you know, after teaching what I had to teach, mm -hmm. I would stop and say in the end that if anybody has any question, I'm going to be here around for one hour or so you can ask whatever you want. So I would just come down, let the other speaker mm -hmm. speak or if there was an engagement or if there was nothing would be blank, whatever, I would come down and automatically people would stand in a line and one by one 
they would ask questions and That's I cool. had such a fun time even sitting in the lobby and you know talking to people because I had nothing else to do once mm-hmm. you're there once you're at an event right. you have nothing else to do you make the most of your time by communicating yeah. with people you know helping them genuinely and not having a side ad- agenda of networking with them to get your work mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. it's just genuinely <laughs> you know yeah. um Uh, what is the word for that selflessly selflessly helping them and you know it just comes back around automatically you don't even have to think about it mm-hmm. so that's my that's the f- most fun part for me you know is yeah. besides the speaking engagement besides communicating with the audience on the stage is what i do off stage is is more fun mm-hmm. yeah that's that's cool um so do you now get pre-released versions of software I am a beta tester for okay. Photoshop and other software like Luminar and other mm-hmm. things which yeah. I work with and the thing the thing the funny thing is even though I am a beta tester the only time I use it if is if there's a new feature that is going to be announced and I want to make want to create a video about mm-hmm. it and I want it to be out when the feature is out oh right uh, so we can launch with it, with the program it. yeah yes Yes. Yeah. So that has been beneficial to me and to mm-hmm. Adobe as well because lately I had been seeing that even Adobe Photoshop had has been commenting on some of my videos their official account. Um so wow. that was that was fun. That's great. So right now you're at 3.47 million subscribers. Probably. That's incredible. Um how much how much community interaction is in on that forum on the YouTube forum for you is most of it there what what do you mean community well, interaction like co- commenting on videos because you do post a lot of stuff you cross post to Facebook I think right because that, that's where you have a decent mm-hmm. following as well where mm-hmm. like do you go into those comment threads and are you active with it with those people Or do you have time? In YouTube, if you look at the later <laughs> videos, mm-hmm. is that uh, I was talking to an agent in YouTube and he suggested me, you know, that genuine um, interaction with the audience really helps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it helps build a wonderful community because it's not always about increasing the number of subscribers. Right. Having a thriving community helps you uh, engage with whatever video that is about to come. They're mm-hmm. excited about it. They know you engage. So if you look at the last... videos of last 2 or 3 months and all of the videos you will see that i have most of the top comments i have have had a conversation with yeah. them so just after i release the video i take 30 minutes 45 minutes and answer as much comments as i possibly can if that's an appreciation if that's just thank you i just mm-hmm. give it a heart and if that's a question i try to try my best to answer yeah. earlier i i i was always on the move to create the next video or post the next content and <laughs> yeah. i missed the opportunity to communicate with the audience but now i try to but as far as um back and forth communication goes i think facebook since i have more close people and less people mm-hmm. it's kind of easier to have back and forth communication on youtube it kind of gets out of control to be honest <laughs> but i try my best yeah um so do you find that it's in that first little bit when it first comes out those are the people that are the most engaged no when the video comes out automatically i start answering comments from the top as much as i mm-hmm. can until i'm tired so <laughs> so that's all right yes um it, it, 
where's your audience primarily located around the world? Is it in America? All over the world. Really? If you look if you look at the uh, audience bifurcation, it's all over the world. And if you divide it by the uh, um, population of that particular country, it would be probably very equal. Mm. So U.S. and India are always at the top spot. Mm -hmm. They're always uh, fighting for the top spot. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Then there's Canada, then there's Germany, then there's UK, Pakistan, Philippines, Indonesia. So it's it's just, if you look at the list population-wise, most of the English-speaking countries are there. Okay. Do you do anything in uh, not English? Uh, a few of my, <laughs> two or three of my first videos I did in Hindi. Yeah. Um, and after that, I switched. It's not that Hindi doesn't do well. The, one of these videos really did well. 300,000 views, 400,000 mm. views. But I switched to English because I wanted to reach out to a global audience. Yeah. Um, that, well, that, that clearly worked. I mean, it, it makes sense to do that. Yes. It, especially it makes since... Sense. If, I, if I continued in Hindi, I probably wouldn't be speaking at Adobe Max or Kelby One or Photoshop. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> um, your uh, computer systems, have they changed over time much? Are, are you just diehard windows or what computer you, you use uh, well, what I, computer I have both I, my desktop is a, is a pc with running windows 10 and then i run a um, 2019 macbook pro for my portable solution so uh is is your pc custom build yes oh wonderful mm -hmm. wonderful <clears throat> so here is the here is my thing how, how it happened it started with a 300 dollar laptop got my <laughs> dell xps had a very bad experience with it uh it used to get the blue screen errors mm -hmm. all the time and when you used to call dell they would always treat you like you're stupid and they would ask you to turn <laughs> on the computer off and on right. and all that. come on man Come on, I get to the point. <laughs> right. I mean, it was all stupid. And I had to go through all the <laughs> stupidity, whatever the word is, for three hours mm -hmm. to get them to assign me a professional. Then it would get the work done. So the computer would go bad every four months, five months. And I, in the middle of an interview like this, it would just give the blue screen error oh, no. or a live stream. I, right. could, I couldn't trust it. Even the, it, it, it's, uh, I got it with three years of warranty. And yes, they replaced everything in three really? years. The screen is replaced. The yeah. motherboard is replaced. The keyboard is replaced. It's for free, but it's, <laughs> it, it has paused my work yeah. a lot of times. So then I got, somebody said, no, you should move away from Windows. You should really get a MacBook and MacBook doesn't have errors or so. I got a 2017 MacBook spec'd out. Uh, I bought it in the US and then... Uh, even the MacBook screen went out because I was doing high-end uh, <laughs> video editing on it. Yeah. So it, it used to heat up a lot. And you know how hot mm -hmm. India is. So it used to heat up, heat up a lot. And uh, I used to render 4K videos and just couldn't handle it. Mm. I think the 2017 MacBook had thermal issues. Yeah. So uh, it... Even the even it was under warranty and I had the logic board changed under warranty. So it also turned out to be a lemon. Uh, so Wait when people Hold ask on. me, should just, I buy a, a MacBook or just, should just I buy a Windows? Though. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> if every computer keeps breaking when you touch it, is it your fault or the computer's fault? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. Uh, Carry on, sorry. Probably was because I was working 24-7 on ah, it. 
Yeah. I don't know. You were or actually maybe using I got a lemon. How about that? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people use Mac uh, for real good purposes, but there are yeah. a lot of people who say the Mac is the best who just browse and do Google Chrome or right. yeah. internet emailing on Mac. Mm -hmm. um, but then uh, uh, somebody recommended that you should get a custom-built PC. I got a custom-built PC. It has been going strong yeah. since two and a half years. I mean, uh, now it's time for me to upgrade. So I have also upgraded it in, in the last two and a half years, and I'm going to get a new one very, very soon, and I'll see how that goes. Uh, where was it built at? Did, did you do all the build, or did you have someone do it? I had, uh, you know, I, I don't have the time to do uh, <laughs> troubleshooting and the BIOS mm -hmm. and the blue yeah. screen. I don't want to right. deal with that. I want a company to, you know, do all the stress tests mm -hmm. and do all the, the everything and give me a two-year warranty and get done with it. So do you have a brand that you recommend now? <clears throat> no, there, uh, it's not a brand. You know, there are a lot, lot of local stores that can do it mm -hmm. for you. So it's not a particular brand I went with. It's just a local store, and they're just very easily yeah. accessible. If something is wrong with them, they come and repair. So that that's how I do it. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> All right, so for the geeks in the audience, um, what are the specs on your machine? <laughs> right now, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's probably old. It's GTX 1080 Ti, okay. um, Intel 7820X i7, um, eight core, sixteen threads. Uh, what else? I've got SSD, NVMe, Samsung. How much RAM? Um, RAM. Um, I had sixty four, but two of the RAM gave up, so now it's thirty two. <laughs> 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 so I had to take out the RAM because it was giving me blue screen of death. Oh, so, so it I actually took out... was faulty. Yes, it, it was yeah. faulty. It, it went faulty. Yes, I can. If they have three or five year warranty on the RAM, mm -hmm. you have to ship the RAM back and they're going to send a new one. But I haven't gotten the time. I have, you know, I postponed it, postponed it, and I never got that done. So it's still <laughs> running 32. And that's all. Uh, do you do you uh, edit on a Cintiq or do you just have a Wacom t uh, tablet? Just a pen tab. Interesting, you asked that question. It is a Wacom <clears throat> Intuos Pro, okay. mm -hmm. and what medium? The reason I edit is that the medium size. Medium sized. Yeah. Uh, the reason I edit on it is because uh, Wacom gave it to me. Just well, that was kind of them. <laughs> but, but that's true. But that's true anyway. So. Uh, I was speaking at Photoshop World. I asked them if we can do a giveaway. Mm -hmm. So at the end of my speech, I did did some Q&A sessions and trivia questions. And uh, the one who would win, I would give mm -hmm. them a Wacom tablet. They gave me five and they gave wow. one for me. that's fantastic. So it was not sponsored or anything. I just wanted to have some fun, give audience something. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this um, I, before this, I had a Wacom bam Bamboo, which I had bought out of my own pocket. Um, and the reason I use this is because I talked to Wacom, hey, should I use Cintiq? They said, no, Cintiq is good, but they're good for illustrators. Mm. For photographers, yep. I recommend something without screen. And you okay. know why, yeah. because uh, as retouchers, we want to be looking at the main screen mm -hmm. and not on the screen right, right. here. Yeah. The other thing about that is that as you're retouching, uh, if you're working on the Cintiq, your hand would be covering a part of the face. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that to happen. You want to look at the entire face. And that's the reason... Why, why our eyes are on the main screen and hands are on this, the Wacom, which doesn't need a screen, so a screen if yeah. you're directly looking on the monitor. Yeah. 
Is Photoshop too good right now? Uh, I can't say that because <laughs> it's it's being too glitchy these days. And the it, I recommend Adobe to instead of always pushing in and going all in on introducing new features, mm -hmm. just improve the existing ones and remove the glitches. Uh, because right now, a, a lot of features have come out which are good. Mm -hmm. Select subject is one of the most excellent things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But then again, there also has been a lot of gimmicky features like neural filters, a few of the neural filters. Right. So I can say a lot of competition is coming up for Adobe. So that is there. So and it, it there should is, come up. So. There is a lot of competition? Affinity. A lot of people are switching to Affinity Photo. Is, is it... Uh, Workflow wise, is it pretty clean? Affinity Photo, I feel that Photoshop is like the industry level uh -huh. stuff. Okay, so it's, it's, if, if, if something is not working for you, you can always go back and install a previous version of Photoshop and continue working with that. Uh, the biggest reason why people are moving to Affinity Photo is that it is a one time fee, mm. about $60, $70, and that's, that's all. You all? pay that and wow. it's, it's for it. Yeah. Yeah. Photoshop you know, it's a monthly thing a lot of people are against it <coughs> did you um, did you start in Photoshop before they went to that and how old are you can I ask yes sure I am I never counted to be honest come on I never did <laughs> I'm around 24 around 1997 97 yes oh, that's when I got done with high school Wow <laughs> you young kids. Yes, probably about 20, 24, 25 ish. Um, yeah. Probably. The thing, thing with YouTube and social media and, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, creating videos and tutorials is that you, you, there's a lot of things you sacrifice. I, you don't see enough movies or you that's don't. That's never a bad thing, though. Remember? Yeah, that's never a bad thing. I'm happy about it. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that uh, I, I'm not going out partying on weekends. It's not that, it's not that it's a bad thing. But it's like I prefer doing or, or prefer creating something instead. I, I so, heard Julianne Cost once say, and she's up there for me and in, in people that I respect in, in the Photoshop world. Um, she said, why should she waste her time consuming someone else's creation when she can be when she could be creating as well? Now, it doesn't mean that you can't observe other people's stuff. That's always a good thing, yes. you know, to see what's out there. But you learn to just, from them. yeah. But to just sit and do nothing but consume, as creators, that's really kind of um, it's it's life sucking. It's kind of what it For is. For creators, is yeah. I I feel guilty. I don't have a Netflix subscription. When uh, when we bought our what TV, we... <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let me start. No. Let me let me explain why. When when uh, three years ago or something, mm -hmm. we got a new TV. Our family we we bought a new TV, and then we all right. This is a 4K TV. Night would be nice to watch Netflix on it. It's a nice TV, so we got Netflix, and then a thing happened which completely made me feel guilty. I start watching a series, and 11 hours later, I find myself still sitting completing the series, yeah. and. Uh, after completing the series, one of the things with Netflix is that they never give an ending. No. They always leave us in a hook. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're always waiting for the next one. Yeah. Or even when you start on any series, you just 
have to soon. And that's what Netflix wants. Mm -hmm. They want you to spend more and more time with it. So after spending 11 hours watching a series, I thought to myself, damn, I wasted 11 hours. I could have made a video in that thing. <laughs> so then, then I stopped. You dumped it. Stopped Perfect. Subscription. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're a musician as well, correct? And no, it's just a hobby. It's just a hobby. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say you're True. get paid as a musician. <laughs> Uh, it paid? What do you want to say? Well, you say it's a hobby, right? Yes. <clears throat> yes. You're no slouch though, correct? Meaning you're not mediocre. Uh, I'm not sure. I let other people judge that. Because I never had a professional education when it comes to music. I always learned by trial and error. Yeah? And so I didn't do you have just hear any teachers. You just hear music? I hear the music and I play it. Can I can play by ear. Uh, you know, and, and I play just for my own entertainment. Yeah. That's all. If I, if I hear a song and I like, I would like to, uh, I would try to play that on the piano. And that's all, that's how I have fun. That's all. Just to entertain myself mm -hmm. and, you know, play for my family. And sometimes record it and post it on Instagram. But that's, that's just it. Nothing professional about it. Right. It's still cool though. <clears throat> um Were you uh let's see, you were born in the nineties. <clears throat> How has India changed in the last twenty four ish years? If you're just gonna ask me uh <laughs> general knowledge questions and <laughs> if somebody hears my answer is it wrong? I'm gonna be banished <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna I'm gonna be an outcast <laughs> I don't I know nothing <laughs> no but but I mean for for you and your because have you lived in the same place your whole life or have you guys moved no I have moved five uh, I have actually counted this I have changed houses 12 times in my life wow Yes. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. There's so many transfers, so many different houses. My parents moved from one city to another for a job. And then I, when I went to college, I lived in four or five different places mm. because the first year I was in the college dorm hostel. Yeah. And then I got my separate apartment um, close to the hostel then my roommate left and I couldn't pay double the rent, so I left it and moved to the outskirts of the city. <laughs> so many messy things happened and I've lived in a lot of them. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what was, uh, what's the most important thing you learned at college in your studies, do you think? Uh, only thing I learned that was of utmost importance in college was living with deadlines. Mm. That's all. That's all. And figuring things out. Because uh, our professors would give us projects, because I was in media and I would, they would say, all right, uh, for the assignment for the first semester, um, you have to make a documentary of something, of maybe uh, all of the ancient places. In, I was in Mumbai, all of the historical places in Mumbai, you have to make a documentary. Mm -hmm. They did not teach us video editing. They did not really? teach us how to shoot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who learns wow. so much from college? They would, but, you know, it's academic and you, yeah. get, you get the idea. 
So we didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about shooting or editing or we didn't have access or, or the money to buy Premiere Pro. Mm-hmm. And you can guess how we got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, and then <laughs> we would just figure it out. Yeah. Some strange project. One of the semesters was that write an autobiography. So we had to write a book, design it, write the page numbers, do everything in InDesign. And it was completely all about figuring it out and submitting it Mm -hmm. before a date. There were days when I haven't slept for three days straight. So that is the thing we have all learned in college. It's not about the content, but about, you know, having the courage to figure things out Mm -hmm. and, you know, living with deadlines. Two things for me. How how different was that experience for you from... uh, pre-college school. I don't know what they call it over there. School, like, well, we, yes. we would call it just re- school. regular school. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how different? Um, yeah, we didn't have, uh, I didn't have, because I moved to a different city for college, I was not with my parents, so mm-hmm. I, had, had, I was not living under the shelter and protection of my parents. <laughs> so that was all there. So that's a completely, you feel all alone and mm-hmm. you feel like you have to fight everything yourself. That is the basic difference between school and college. And school, the last two grades were not very simple. Uh, your admission in college depends upon what you scored in 12th grade. Um, just, so just that one it, grade? In 12th, the, okay. the grade when you just get out of mm-hmm. school. It's yep. the final yeah. grade of school. So I had really spent the time to work hard on 12th grade to get the best. I got about 95%. I was the eighth highest scorer in the entire city. And I got to whatever, you know, any college I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I got to one. Wow. <clears throat> It's kind of wild. So it was hard. Actually, it was the last, my college life and the last two grades uh, of my school, actually the last three grades of my school, the entire five years, six years was really, really very challenging for me. And in most, in the school, school, I took science. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would think for the early years of teaching Photoshop that it was of no use. But now when I teach Photoshop, I, I, you know, get back to it and teach simple things and physics and simple laws of light that comes into play while Mm -hmm. you do Photoshop. And people are like, how do you know this stuff? You have a unique way of making people understand. It's not that. It's just that I've studied a little bit of science and I try to Mm -hmm. uh, connect the dots here and there. Right. How did um, the last two years that we're forgetting... Um, how did that uh, affect <laughs> what you like going forward? Like, do you think it's helped you a little bit, or has it caused some problems? It was all a blur. Yeah. Uh, if you look at it from the financial standpoint, it was just like normal. Mm-hmm. It didn't take a hit, and it didn't spike. So because people are not, when COVID hit, people are not like, then I'm going to learn, sit and learn Photoshop. There were other things to worry about. Right. So it's not that it, everything averaged out financially. Uh, there were some hits, but that's okay. You know, I, I don't pay attention to that. As long as I have food to eat and, you know, shelter over my, over my head, I'm fine. Uh, but mentally, it was hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was depressed or I had, 
you know, anxiety or anything like that. It's not that. But it was just emotionally hard because the only thing I do is create videos sitting in a room or by yourself, teaching <laughs> by, by yeah. myself. Yeah. The only way I had fun was just going out, going mm. for a little drive for just 15 minutes or just going out for a walk. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do that. So there was no way for me to have a release or relax. So you were so actually, that was what, you, you guys were locked down, like you couldn't go outside even? There was a time when COVID hit, when was the first lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. um, we were not allowed to go out, uh, but we were allowed to go out only during certain times, uh, like for getting the essentials. Okay. That's all. But that, that was like yeah. a time window they gave you that said between yes. this hour and yes. this hour? This hour. And then it relaxed a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, there were lots of restrictions on the way that if you were going outside, you, ha you had to have a valid reason for going outside. If you didn't, the police would just stop you and ask you where you going. Really? And it was just not allowed. Yes. It was hard. Yeah. Is that, just because I, li I live in America and I don't know, is that uh, a scenario that's kind of normal over there to just be questioned no it's in not, the street, normal, that not normal at, normal at all, all. Okay. no they don't question it's not normal at all you can go out and do whatever you want it's just not it's not the covid it was one of a kind thing mm -hmm. like you could go out nobody would tell you anything but then you have to have a valid reason to go but that happened only for like uh, one or two months yeah that's all and from then on uh, the the relaxations started coming into place and you could go out a little bit there there was a time window but still right now what has happened is we had we do have a night curfew where really? i live so it depends upon place to place mm -hmm. so right now it is from 11 p.m to 6 a.m or something okay there's a night curfew you're not allowed to go out unless you're you know traveling to the airport or getting some medicals or mm -hmm. you know essential stuff unless you have the option to so yeah yeah that's odd What's the logic behind that? But not that you have to know the answer to that. There but is it, no it logic behind weird. it. It's not like Corona will not hit at night. I was going to say nighttime. Mm -hmm. It's what? It's it's worse at night. Is that the idea? Because <laughs> it seems <laughs> the like idea. If... <laughs> yeah, the logic. I did there. There. I can't say this on air, but it's just illogical. That's what I can say. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just it doesn't make sense. I always hated it. One of the things that does the lockdown does is that it slows down yeah uh you know that that's all but the night and the day and the and there there were such funny crazy rules that <laughs> on monday wednesday and friday these shops will be closed and on tuesday thursday and saturday these <laughs> will be open and these will be so weird stuff yeah but, but things happened yeah and things finally started opening up and completely opened up and then this Omicron or Omicron, mm -hmm. how you pronounce it. It happened and then little things here and there have started happening. Like gyms with 50% capacity or cinema, uh, you, you know, if you're going to watch a movie, you have one seat vacant and then you sit that way. So, yeah, the, the, those restrictions are there. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, what do you think good has come out of the last two years? Uh... I can't say. I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't know. 
I, I cannot think of a single good thing that has come out. Maybe if I, if I give me some time to think, I would. But at the top, out at the top of my head, um, I don't really know. Do you feel? Because one of the things that I have been mulling about what in my about head, what about you? Yes, tr- trying to decide. You know what? What? What's the silver lining? What makes this thing? You know, what can we learn from this and take away in a good way? And I do feel like we've had forced global communication that wasn't as readily available. I mean, the fact that you're in India right now and I'm in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. America right now, and Mm -hmm. we have this conversation, we can see each other. There's no delay from what I can tell, or almost none, if any. Mm -hmm. That's incredible if you think about it. And that's become normal now, is the ability to just jump on a video call and talk to anyone in the world. I don't know if we would have had that, that quickly or th- that easily. That more, uh, sorry, the most that more readily available. Without, and I think the the biggest positive thing positive thing that came out of this is that Zoom made a lot of money. Holy cow, they did! <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, when you say lot of money, that is an understatement. Uh-huh. And I mean, the it's, only company yeah. that made a huge profit with COVID is Zoom. Well, and the pharmaceutical companies, but oh, that's course, a secondary point. They were always going to make of money. Course. <laughs> if you get into it, there's so many controversies oh, and man. things that yeah. it just is never ending. <laughs> yeah. So, but just with normal people, just people on the street, um, yes, over there where you're at, what's this? What what's the sentiment? What's people's state of mind about it? Are they tired of it? Are they ready to go back? What is it? There are different kinds of people. Some are scared of it. Some are paranoid about it. Some just don't care. So it's not, I think it's the same all over the world. There are all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. There are people who just don't even, just don't, in their mind, Corona is not even in their mind. It just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. They would just go out, hang out with people, no mask, nothing. And there are people who are, you know, germophobic and you're yeah. very you're too cautious about the virus. And there are people who are half cautious and uh, maybe I'm in the middle. <laughs> so that's all. Well, it's always <laughs> wise to be uh, at least aware. Yes. Um, so will you ever move to a Mac fully, you think? Or are you just done with that world? PC is where it's at. No, I'm not done with that world. Um, I don't have a laptop at the moment. Hmm. I completely blew uh, the XPS 15 and Mac isn't even working. So the charging speed of my the Mac that that went out a lot of times. The charging speed of my Mac is slower mm-hmm. than uh, the speed at which it consumes the power. So That's right now, ridiculous. if I charge it for, <laughs> does it doesn't make sense? So if I charge it now, right for five six hours, probably it'll run 15 minutes and then turn off. So oh, that's terrible. Call yeah, up. maybe the next next laptop that my main desktop is always going to be Windows. Yeah. That is for sure, written in stone. But when it comes to laptop, I will probably look at the M1 Max, M1 Max. Yeah, uh, they look and, incredible. M- yes. I, I was trying to say M1 Max. Yeah, M-A-X. But it also yes. <laughs> pronounces us at M1 MAX and MACS. Wow. So, yeah, that would be probably my next laptop because... On, on the Windows side, I don't really see a good alternative. The thing with Windows laptops is, let me explain, is that Mac is a very good all-rounder. Mm-hmm. Like if you get a Mac laptop, if you play music, they have nice speakers. If you look at their camera, 
they have decent cameras. If you look at, like, they pay attention to the quality of everything. If you buy a gaming laptop, uh, you know, a very high-end gaming laptop for MSI or something, they would probably have bad speakers. Mm -hmm. Their performance might be amazing, yeah. probably bad speakers. You get something else like the Dell XPS, it has camera that looks up your nose, not nice. <laughs> so uh, Mac is a good all-rounder, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like it's robust and gets things done. Maybe I got a lemon, but if you look at the other things, you know, yeah. I, I believe that it's going to be working well. What's your favorite Photoshop uh, uh, feature currently? Select subject. Now, there's two ways that works, right? One of them, you go into the select and then there's a select subject button. The other one is you can remove the background. Is that the exact same uh, process? It's the exact same. Thing. Okay. It's the you you um, if you just select any of the three tools like the quick selection tool mm -hmm. or the magic wand or the object selection tool at the top you see select subject you click on that and the and and the recent updates have made it so good that earlier it used to do a selection but around the hair you still needed to go in inside of select and mask and use the refine. A tool to refine mm -hmm. around the hair. But right now, if you just click on select subject, it just ref detects the hair and refines that automatically. The the, the thing that, the, the advancement that has mm -hmm. Photoshop has done is just yeah. brilliant. That is where I will give Adobe credit. I, I know there have been a lot of glitches in other sides of Photoshop, but this is one that they have absolutely mm -hmm. nailed it. So I have never successfully, for my liking, been able to use the decontaminate color slider. Okay. I yes. hate I hate yes. the results of that. Never works. It never works. Yeah. Uh, the the alternative is you just you probably might know it. You just create a brand new layer, take the brush, create a clipping mask, and just fill it manually. Yeah. Either with the clone stamp tool or with the brush. Mm -hmm. And that works if you're working on one image. If you're working on yes. two hundred images, like I do when I shoot high school <laughs> sports, and I want to cut all their hair out, it's a nightmare. Uh -huh. So. There's got to be a better way, but I don't know if there is. It's not time-consuming. As far as I know, right now, for highest quality result, it just is the yeah. one that I said. Apart from that, decontaminate doesn't work. Yeah. I think the better, the best thing is to get it right in photography. Like, I'm not saying get it perfect, but if you plan on using a white background, if you have a white uh, if you have a bright background already mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to use decontaminate colors decontaminate colors requirements only come when you have a a very different background from the one that you shot in okay makes sense yeah so so what is it doing is it trying to like separate out the color tones in that area so what it's doing is uh, so this is the hair right yeah. so right now um, behind my back I have a black background, mm -hmm. darker background. So if somebody shoots me, of course, with a camera. Of course, right. <laughs> and then um, tries to um, cut my portrait out and paste me on a black background, there wouldn't be an issue. Mm. But if he or she posts, uh, you know, pastes me on a white background, you would see these halos, dark halos around the edge. So the thing that happens is that the hair is so thin that it takes up the color of the background mm -hmm. uh, around, around its edges. Yeah. So I have a very saturated green background. Definitely the hair is going to take a little bit of it. Even if it's not throwing light, it's going to take that light a little bit mm -hmm. around the edges. You're going to see it. Uh, it's like uh, if I hold a translucent paper, you're going to see the green, right? 
the hair is not completely opaque, you can see through it yeah. a little bit. So if I hold a translucent paper, you can see a little bit of the background. So when you cut that out, the green will still be there. The same with hair. When you cut that out, the existing background's color will still be there. Uh, the, the thing that decon decontaminate color does is that it goes inside the hair, like this is the edge, right? Mm. It goes inside, picks up the color from there and just expands it keeping the mask at the same place. Okay. Does that make yep. sense? Yeah. It to that totally makes sense. I, I get it. So it basically is taking the inside of your selection color and just taking it to the yes. edge of your selection. So, yes. so that's why that's you can all. end up with a, a really ugly edge if you're not careful. Yes. Okay. All right. I, that makes, I've never heard it explained that easily. Good job. That's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know where it will work for what I need, but that's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, decontaminated colors can work like if yeah. you work with a like slight amount of it but for me it mm -hmm. hasn't yeah. that successfully it just it it is just doing what you would do um manually but since it's automatic and just expands from the same exact pixel number from the inside right. it just sucks yep. yeah okay <clears throat> i don't know how else they would do it either so that's that, that makes sense yes Perfect. Unmish, did I get it right? Yes. Your YouTube channel is Piximperfect. Absolutely. Um, you have a superhero picture on the top of that. Half of one at least. Oh man, I regret that a lot. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was one of the, my first uh, Photoshop works. Okay. I I didn't even know how to, how to do photography. It was not even my first year in college. I think it was my first year in college. I was just learning photography, and I had just did a self portrait with a Nikon D thirty two hundred. That's your know. first it was, problem. It was a, yes, first camera, um, eighteen to fifty five kit lens. Mm -hmm. I took that photo my first time, and I hadn't started creating tutorials. I did that. Uh, and I put it as my first YouTube header and never had the, I had the, I think I had the time, but I, I just had a laziness. Maybe yeah. I never changed it. <laughs> so that is, uh, some years old then. That is five years old. Wow. You've had 217 yeah. million views since June 3rd, 2016. That's an, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Excellent. Uh, Not as good as an entertainment channel, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how are you supported on that? Is it just YouTube revenue or do you have other avenues that people can support you? Yes, uh, YouTube revenue, definitely. Uh, that's not, that's a very small percentage because it just goes up and down and you cannot rely on that. Hmm. So I built a community on Patreon, okay. patreon.com slash Piximperfect for people who want to support me to create this content for free mm -hmm. so that's my main funding and that those are the people i'm really grateful to for you know all the support i give them some perks but they are all all of them are here just for the support so the perks are like you'll be able to download the assets of the tutorial or i'm gonna do once a month live q a session okay. exclusively for the members mm -hmm. i'm gonna answer every question you ask and little things like that uh or you know, assets give you actions and interact with you, include you in the credits of the video. So at the end of the video, as okay. you see, there are yep. Patreon credits, mm -hmm. uh, people who support Piximperfect. So that is that is the main funding that goes into it. Is this a full-time job for you or do you have something else that you do? 
this is a full time. I don't have time to breathe. I do, but <laughs> <laughs> it just I find myself waking up and working as long as I don't get tired and exhausted. So right now it is 10 p.m. I've been working since 6:30 or 7 a.m. Wow. So yeah, it's 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 a little challenging, but I'm having fun. That's all right. Do you see uh, family in your future at all? What? No, I have a family. I mean, not just your parents. I mean, do you having okay. a family? <laughs> I I'm I don't know if I'm supposed to say this on air. Um, where where are you gonna publish it? <laughs> you. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you after after, after the okay. show. <laughs> There's a cliffhanger for somebody. Perfect. <laughs> because either way, if I say anything, mm-hmm. either way, there will be a reaction. <laughs> yeah, but if it, I say it, I'm on one side, uh, there will be a reaction. If I say I'm on the mm-hmm. other side, definitely a reaction. So, yeah, That's I don't want to be get bombarded with all kinds of reactions. Oh, but just think of the buzz you could create. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy who. Right. puts up a billboard and okay i'm not going to say anything else because <laughs> that will make you guess <laughs> oh that's fantastic perfect um were you just over in north america doing it uh some stuff with photoshop or is that not the case did i hear that incorrectly i Appar- was just uh okay so you were talking about recently yeah like in the last like a couple months is that right or is it- yes i went to new york uh, to meet the Skylum team. They wanted feedback on Luminar Neo that's coming out. And oh. I think it has already come out. Okay. So just to just to have a nice trip and speak to the Skylum team, not Adobe. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any plans, any tour plans with them at all? Or, sorry, with Kelby maybe. Maybe it was Kelby I heard about. Kelby, not at the moment. Oh, you know, brother. Because, again, the restrictions have come up, and mm-hmm. I don't know how the international travel scene is. So, yeah. no, I haven't been in... I think I have been in touch with Scott. Recently, Grid completed its 500 episodes. They reached out to me and to see if I can record a okay. congratulations message for Scott. So to be in the show gotcha. or something. So yes. Um, but, but you've not traveled all. outside of <clears throat> India for a while, other than New York? Other than New York, the last one was before COVID. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, yeah. We forgot the middle yeah. ground. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mish, I appreciate it's, your... It's weird. Yeah? No, yes. what? I'm sorry. No, I carry you. on. It's, no. it's weird. It's weird that um, when you think of 2001, 2000, 2001, these are the years that, that just, I don't know how it is for you, but just doesn't exist in my mind. Like how it went, where it went. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's odd because I, I live in South Dakota is where our studio is based out of. And South Dakota never really experienced any lockdowns like within our state. Okay. Um, wow. So I, as a business person, that was wonderful. So I never had, because um, I you know photography is my main job. And so I never had any restriction on who could come in my door, who we could work with. Now, <clears throat> I had several months that I had no access to lab production. Because okay. they're in other states. One's in Michigan, Minnesota, and California. 
So those three states. Lab production. What do you mean by lab? Production? Uh, photography, printing, and uh, production that way. Because I, oh, I, I, okay, I don't okay. actually. Because I, I, I was like, oh, are you still shooting in film? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I know it's South Dakota, but we're not that far behind. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So, you know, so we got impacted directly there. And then I do some corporate work that got canceled because they were in states that they they did shut down. But South Dakota never really had, like, we were never, ever commanded to do anything in, in our states. So is, is it a more uh, liberal area? Like, is it more no. freedom-centric uh, area? We, we, over here, we would call that more conservative. Liberal would have been okay. the other way. Um, which is kind okay. of okay. I I yeah. I was talking in a very literal sense. Oh l- yeah, yeah, well, very much so. Liber- yes. yes, yeah, but yes, that but yeah. that word over here tends to imply means something. The else? other side of politics. Yes. Uh, oh, from, okay. From the, yeah. I, I see. I it's see. It's a very it political yes. term. Um. Okay. No, I was just in in terms of the word meaning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, I've traveled to in the last year, uh, Oregon. I've traveled to uh-huh. Texas. Um, and the states in between those two, because it's you know I'm I'm kind of in the north middle, so it's it's a drive either way, and it's weird because it has been like driving into a different country in some of the states. Wow! And so I, I feel kind of sheltered in a way, being in South Dakota is where we were you know at the whole time. So and my mm-hmm. kids, like they don't really know what it would have been like at all to have. To not be able to go outside or, you know, not be able to shop or not be able to get the things we, we need to get. And that's interesting that it's been that different across the world. Even within America, it's Completely. been that different. So weird thing you, you bring up uh, this topic about kids is that I was feeling really bad for kids because they haven't been to school, at least here, for two years. Even still, I they're mean, not in school? In the middle, it opened, but yeah. then due to cases, mm. Omicron, okay. it just closed again. So, wow. A lot of people who applied for colleges, their college mm-hmm. life went waste. A lot of people who yeah. uh, wanted to study in the United States from India who were about to go, and just when they were about to go, COVID hit in 2020, mm-hmm. it thing happened. They had to wait two years, and it's just, I just feel bad for kids starting out their college life or kids in school. Yes. Yeah. So so here's, here's the question yeah. for you then. Does that kind of force us to evaluate why we go to college, what the purpose is? Because it, is it to experience community or is it to <laughs> learn or both? I think it's just for me because mm-hmm. U.S. education is, I, I'm, I might be wrong, but it's notorious for how expensive it is. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so people question the valid- validity of college. But here, um, if, you're, if you are good in studies, if you're good with stuff, mm-hmm. you can get scholarships and colleges are not that expensive. Uh, the one I went, I was a good scorer, so I didn't have to go to private colleges or something. Hmm. So I, uh, it was just, you wouldn't believe this, probably compared to United States, it was just uh, $300 to $300 a semester. Is it? Okay. Wow. And, and my understanding is inexpensive college is three to $5,000 per semester. 
inexpensive. You go to the big ones, you can spend thirty to ones, forty thousand dollars a year. Wow, wow, yeah. So yeah, I think that the for me, what college did was open up the real world, like throw me into the real world. Mm -hmm. It it just absolutely did. Because before college, you're just a kid. You know, your parents are taking care of you. They're they're they preparing food, and you don't have to do anything. You're on completely spoon fed. When you go to college, and especially if you're not in the same city where you live, then it just throws you into the yeah. real world. Uh, speaking of food, <clears throat> do you cook? Uh, I can cook <laughs> instant noodles. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably very in the hostel. I could cook little things like toast. It doesn't even oh, count as cooking. To toast, rice, no. and uh, different eggs and omelet yeah. and different things. But yeah, that's all. <laughs> what is your favorite meal? Hmm, my favorite American meal is well, if you. If, I, I didn't if, say there that, is no but favorite. You, you can go ahead and do that. Oh uh, well. Um, I I like Chinese cuisine, uh, noodles and mm -hmm. other things, the chicken noodles and, but uh, it's not. I don't have a complete favorite. Like I, if I'm in America, mm -hmm. uh, and people say, "All right, let's go and try Italian. Let's go and try, uh, you know, Cuban food." And different people would take me to different places. Let's try sushi. But when I'm in America, you know, I just love eating. American. <laughs> the, what the what is that? <laughs> deep fried uh, uh, stuff. You know, this big uh, uh, onion, completely deep fried, yeah. and they just yeah. bring it out. That stuff yeah. with the ranch and uh, the chicken wings, hot chicken wings. Even my, my mouth is watering right now. <laughs> and then there is the buffalo wings and the classic, classic American stuff. Mac and cheese. And oh, that's terrible. Everything that is fried and fatty and uh, gross <laughs> and a greasy and. <laughs> oh, wow. I just. <clears throat> no sushi, though? I don't know why. Um, I tried, did try sushi just once in my life, and I was, yes, this time in New York. Mm. Uh, some of the things I enjoyed, some of the things I just couldn't, it was my first time eating sushi. Some of the things I couldn't even swallow through my throat because the idea of eating uncooked meat was like my even my system was not accepting it <laughs> probably i was because new to it yeah yeah it's definitely a mental game but once you get past that it's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i really appreciate your time this has been fun um do you have any in the in 2022 do you have any big plans you need to reveal Need to reveal. You like that. You want to reveal. If there are plans I would have to reveal, I probably wouldn't be revealing now. But honestly, I don't have any uh, major plans uh, for 2022. It's because uh, it's funny thing when people ask me, how do you, where do you see yourself in five years? Because I don't know. Because five years ago, I would not have guessed oh, in my yeah. wildest dreams that I would be here. Yep. So it's, it's a, uh, I cannot tell. Yeah. Do you ever see yourself? It's not that I don't want to tell. I just, yeah. I cannot yeah. because I don't have anything in there. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see yourself uh, relocating at least temporarily to America for anything? Is there any reason to? 
Um, at the moment, I don't see a yeah. reason to relocate to the United States because, I mean, I'm working from home. I, I don't need <laughs> to go to work or anything. I'm, I'm in the comfort of my home. So, yeah, it's challenging work. Mm -hmm. It's 24-7, but I don't see any reason to yeah. go there. I just didn't know if there would be connections that you, you would need to physically be over here for. Yeah, but COVID has brought us close <clears throat> yeah. remotely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would be a nice experience. But I, again, I looked at my options. I also considered that. But when I looked at my options uh, of coming to the United States for a while, mm -hmm. was you one of the ways you can come, one of the most common ways you can go there is by getting a job or working with or so, mm -hmm. for someone. And, you know, I like being my own boss. I just cannot work under anyone. It, I, it's Tell not in it. my system. Yeah. yeah, me too. Well, if you're ever in the area, Thursday... Two days from now, it's scheduled to be 17 degrees below zero here. So Wow. Yeah. So if you want to leave the warm comfort of where you're at, <laughs> come to the frozen tundra. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Sure, sure. All right, picks imperfect on the YouTube. Do you have any conferences? Uh, uh, I'm sorry again. Do no, you have no, any we, conferences around where you live? We do in um, the fall. The Black Hills photo shootout happens um, in South I Dakota. See. Wow. That's probably the, well, that, that's the closest, actually it's not, because, well, yeah, it probably is the closest event. It, it's a more, it's not a huge event, it's it's um kind of centered around, there's a lot of, like, really serious hobbyists that come to it, but then there's, you know, a decent number of professionals that go also. And it's primarily centered around, um, you know, photo scenarios that get us, that we set up, mm -hmm. and then we can go shoot them. So it's it's kind of a fun thing, and then they have a few classroom uh, classes that will dig into different uh, levels of digital manipulation that happen. Um, but oh. it, it it's not like a glad a that big, you have yeah it's it's not like a big massive event. But glad that you have something there, you know, something yeah. to engage. Mm -hmm. But but I'm also oh thank you. three and a half hours from Minneapolis St Paul, so you know we're we're close to oh. some bigger things. So. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sitting down with me this evening for you and morning for me. But let's uh, let's do it again someday. Sure. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I can see the nice racing backdrop in the back. So I'm sure you <laughs> continue to do awesome shows like this and others. And again, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. This is the interview podcast on the Why Millbank Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Unmesh, thank you for taking the time out of your evening to sit down with me and give us an insight into your world a little bit. Picks Imperfect on YouTube for any of you that want to check it out. Otherwise, you can help support him. Go to Patreon and search for Picks Imperfect. If you want to help support this show, you can go to whymillbank.com. Find the donate button and you get to choose the amount of value that you got out of the show and turn it into dollars and send it our way. Thanks again. Have a great day. Appreciate you listening. Tell your friends and we'll see you on the next one.